0: Welcome to the Elgin Watchmen Podcast, coming to you from Elgin, Illinois, the historic home of the now-defunct Elgin Watch Company. The Elgin Watchman Podcast is a monthly show focused on environmental sustainability issues in our city and throughout the Fox Valley. And now, here are your hosts, Eric Anderson and Tia Augustin.
1: Welcome to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. My name is Eric Anderson, and unfortunately, my podcast partner, Tia Augustin is not here with me today, but I am here today with the chief biologist at the Southeastern Wisconsin Regional Planning Commission, Tom Slosky, who is also affiliated with the Southeast Fox River Partnership and the Southeastern Wisconsin Fox River Commission, and if that wasn't enough, Tom is less than 24 hours removed from hosting the 11th annual Fox River Summit. He's a man of many hats, and we're lucky to have him with us today. Welcome to the podcast, Tom. How are you doing?
2: Thank you very much for inviting me, and I'm doing pretty good. A little bit tired. We had a great day (laughs) yesterday. I bet. (laughs) But it was a long day.
1: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Most conferences usually are. So again, thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us. And as we previously discussed, I just wanted to check in with you to see how yesterday's summit went. But before we begin, can you maybe start by telling our podcast listening audience, what is the Fox River Summit? Who typically attends the Fox River Summit? And how did the idea of this summit get started 11 years ago? So a little bit of background and context, please.
2: So in the simplest form, the summit was developed simply as a way for people in the watershed to come together and get to know one another and perhaps hopefully develop trust with one another and maybe collaborate and work on projects together to be more effective as a group than as an individual and to help reinforce those ideas that people do care in Wisconsin And people do care in Illinois. Everyone, you know, it's strength in numbers and a confidence that, you know, you're not alone, I think. Interestingly, when we were putting the actual first summit together, I purposely chose entities uh, at the top of the watershed, like uh, the Pewaukee Lake, which is at the very headwaters, and several entities from down south in Illinois, like King County and Lake County and uh, other friends, friends of the Fox and FREP and Fox River Study Group folks. And of course, we had the Hackmatack National Wildlife Refuge, which was actually, it's housed both, it was just newly formed at that time, it bridged both states. And so, kind of logistics of trying to breach that state boundary, and, and purposely, though, bringing in people from both states, and it was actually unbelievable it actually got so many people we had we had over a 100 people even at the first meeting and so it was testament to i think the great interest by both sides on, on learning more and and coming together so that was very very rewarding for that for that first event so
1: so there's got to be an interesting origin story behind, you know, um, what went into coming up with the idea of hosting the Fox River Summit. I mean, I can imagine you guys were sitting around a table, drinking some beer, having some pretzels, and somebody said, hey, you know what we need to do? <laughs> I mean, I mean, how was how the idea of hosting the Fox River Summit born?
2: Well, through my interaction working with the Southeast Wisconsin Regional Planning Commission and being a part of... Uh, I'm going to have alphabet bingo here for a minute, Southeast Wisconsin Regional Planning Commission. We helped them form their organization and develop a mitigation plan with them. And through those efforts, we're able to understand those concerns. But that also been involved with a number of entities on the other side of the state as well, and collaborating with the Fox Waterway Agency downstream and in Illinois, and also been working on and the sister watershed, displaying collaborating with my Illinois compadres, both Illinois DNR and U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, and the counties on both sides of the state, both in Wisconsin and Illinois. And it became apparent that there was a lot of distrust. And so this summit was really kind of born out of the idea that, you know, maybe we could get them together. My colleague, uh, Jeff Thornton, who's now retired, he was both at the the Regional Planning Commission, but he also dabbled in helping governments come together and solve water quality issues with UNEP and those things. And so that kind of, you know, not that we're doing two different states or two different countries, but, you know, sometimes, you know, Packers, of course, versus Bears, Oh uh, yeah, that mentality is hard to overcome. It can be just as challenging as, you know, Mexico versus U.S. or Mexico- versus Canada, or U.S. versus Canada. So as part of the concept, we developed this idea of creating a, a declaration of partnership. That also kind of grew. That actually was drafted in a bar, uh, in a tavern. <laughs> you know, you so, so that's actually on our website. It was unanimously adopted by voice, you know, at the end of the conference. I knew then that that the day was extremely successful, and, like that. and that you know everyone was really excited. And so from that, now uh, we just had our 11th summit. The momentum from that just carries over, and I would say that you know there are many many folks that come that have been going that have made every single one of of those summits, which is which is uh, actually phenomenal to me. And that can be found on our website if you're interested. We still have that, and uh, we still keep it up posted try to point people to it so
1: that website addresses what again tom
2: it's essentially it addresses celebrating success and addressing shared challenges that and that was really that's as simple as the goal for the first summit and every summit since and what it does it basically tries to recognize the value of the resource and that we should be managing these resources together in partnership so it there's a whole list kind of comprised in it so you know Things like consider how upstream actions affect downstream uses. Coordinate regulatory programs and actions. You know, merge water quantity and quality programs. Jointly manage surface and groundwater. Integrate water uses, withdrawals, discharges, runoff, in-stream flows based on science or real data. Consider water supply needs for humans and ecological communities. Plan regionally and implement locally so these are like all the grandiose things you're trying to do you know but it's just a formal non-binding recognition that we should be doing this so it has no legal bearing but it has been a great tool of just at least verbally you know affirming this we keep it up there and we actually reaffirmed it again i forget five years later on the fifth annual summit and we might dust it off and bring it back out another five more years through
1: that sounds really wise. Now, if somebody wanted to go read that, um, the website address is exactly what again?
2: It's www.southeastfoxriver.org.
1: Okay, that's easy enough to remember. Great. So, kind of pivoting here, and without getting into all the details, who were some of this year's speakers at the Fox River Summit, and what were some of the big picture highlights coming out of this year's event?
2: So, I first would like to say that I don't do this alone. So, I have help. I have a lot of help. I bet. Well. both at you know from the regional planning commission side and my colleagues and staff as well as the partnership big shout out to to ben johnson who's instrumental in helping to to plan and coordinate but also our friends from the friends of the fox and the fox river ecosystem partnership and the fox river study group so primarily you know jeff mangler karen scudruth and one of my blank oh sorry of course gary swick how could i how could i forget gary
1: He's very hard to um, forget, <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> the first time I met Gary, I was like, that is the most amazing mustache, and I, I wish I could grow one like that. You no know? doubt. Uh, so, yeah. And so, actually, there were a number of great speakers. But speaking of Gary, I could never match his style and charisma. Gary uh, interviewed the water drop at the summit, and it was, it was hilarious. It was a lot of fun, too. And um, I... See, I just try to bring all those people together. They just do what they do. They work the magic, but, uh, that was a lot of fun, but there were a number of great talks. You know, the friend of the Fox, you know, Jenny Chabone, director of their education programs, you know, summarized her trip down the river. She kicked that day off with that.
1: And so Jenny literally got into some sort of watercraft and she traversed the river from what beginning to end?
2: Basically. Yeah. Beginning to end.
1: And she documented that. Oh my gosh.
2: Yeah, she documented that and it was, it was really hilarious. She drew these hand, handwritten, uh, mood graphs on preparing for the trip and then getting there and then going up and down the river. And uh, anyway, it was really hilarious. And I should state that we have recordings. Thanks, thanks to COVID, we've now kind of moved to a, a, a dual or a combination virtual slash in-person meeting. So we're, we're going oh, okay. for in-person. We do have online, whatever.
1: I was able to catch some of the summit because I virtually participated on um, your, your platform. Um, and so you're saying you recorded the ball?
2: Yes, we did. So the good news yeah, great. that that's a great mechanism for recording and we will be posting those and, and we could share those YouTube videos. I guess I could share them with you um, sometime as soon as we get them done.
1: Yeah, we would love to share that out on our Facebook page and even connect uh, to it through our, our website. So please, as soon as you get those done, send me the links and I'm happy to share.
2: Yes, that, that would be great. And other highlights, there are many, but...
1: Oh, there were a ton. Uh, yeah.
2: <laughs> the, <laughs> One the, of the,
1: there was a lot of freshwater muscle stuff, you know, talk, you know, from the part that I caught.
2: Yeah, yeah. The day ended, I guess, heavy on the biology. And that's purposeful. I mean, in the sense that I, I'm a scientist, you know, I'm... My training is stream ecology, fisheries. And so, you know, I'm past president of American fisheries, uh, Wisconsin chapter, American fisheries society, and, and part of those efforts and North American lake management Society. have so been to many scientific meetings. But part of the summit, I designed to kind of be a blend of science-based talks and learning combined with management talks, combined with implementation talks, you know, sharing like what worked, what didn't work both in sometimes policy or practice for like uh, stream bank restoration or wetland mitigation or uh, wetland restoration, invasive species management. Or in this case, we had uh, Josh Kaffer, who's a UW faculty member, a herpetologist, who has just completed a fantastic, uh, very large herpetology. Herpet- herpetology. <laughs> I just, I'm getting tongue-tied. We can go back that maybe um,
1: I, I believe that that was the part of the presentation where I was seeing lots of snakes and lizards and salamanders and my skin was crawling because I'm not exactly <laughs> I'm not exactly a reptile fan but um, is that what you're referencing
2: yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah Herps. he has got his book Herps of Wisconsin and it, it is a monstrous book but a great resource and so it, it's so unique to have uh, such a talent that actually is very it doesn't live in the watershed but UW-Whitewater is very close, and he does work in the watershed from time to time you know, with students. And so that was great to have him there. But we also had this ongoing mussel project that we've been working on on the Fox River. And so we had an update by Jesse Winesmere and Lisa Kitchell and Todd Levin. So that was wonderful to have them anchor and talk about mussels uh, in the watershed, which are extremely sensitive and are very endangered. Also, there's not a whole lot known about them, and so this effort has been has developed over the years. And I should state that this project, even of itself, it was a joint effort between the states. But this was yet another example of an issue that grew out of the summit through bringing some of these scientists in, both from, in this case, the state of Wisconsin and researchers, because Todd is a faculty member at uh, Carroll University, who are very passionate about mussels and had been attending the summit for a number of years. And so from that, through the importance of that issue on the river and understanding that there's not much known, and we didn't know much, you know, where should we be protecting areas? You know, are areas getting worse? Or better, you know, for muscle species and distribution, that grew into a state grant that Jesse was able to, to get through DNR, and so this muscle project was essentially it grew into a bi-state effort to redo surveys and to target and try to figure out an understanding of are things better, are things more diverse, less diverse, and basically develop a muscle conservation map, as you were, and recommendations for you know how to protect and maybe preserve or enhance these areas and it was, it was focused on the, uh, the rainbow mussel, right. which is, uh, I'm trying to remember, I, it's in, I can't remember if it's threatened or threatened and endangered in both states, so that was the key species of conservation of greatest need, and so it has a propagation aspect to it as well. That project's not over, but we have, I think, it's about a year left on it, and uh, so they've been doing a tremendous amount of effort on both sides of the state. That was great to hear what they had to say, and some of the surprises for that is that that overall, it seems like, you know, you hear a lot of stories, right? It's assumed everything's going bad. Um, There's a lot of threats and challenges for water quality and stormwater and development pressures and things, but it's not all bad, which was kind of a really nice, uh, really nice surprise. So they had a really good benchmark from a previous survey we're able to do some comparisons, and they're not done, of course, with their data yet. But I guess that was the good news is that um, uh, I believe it was 26 or 28 species total, watershed wide. You know, there's there's of course big differences in different areas uh, in and along the watershed. So, but we're working out teasing out those things, and there's a couple of really jewels. First is McQuanagall, and secondly that's in Wisconsin, and the Nippersink, of course, in Illinois, which are a couple of well-known, high-quality areas. That was really good to see, and, and that they remain pretty high quality. But there were other areas we discovered, like Honey Creek in Wisconsin, which previously didn't wouldn't have really found out without this targeted survey. So, And there are other areas as well down in Illinois. We haven't heard the last of all the results of the study, so we're really looking forward for this to continue on. And next year, we'll have, we'll have more information.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of muscle talk. I'm going to say it was in at least two of the presentations I saw, but it was a, a thread that kind of bound a lot of different presentations together yesterday. Uh, there was also talk about the Fabulous Fox, I'm going to get this wrong, the Fabulous Fox Water Trail. Is that correct? That is correct, um, and we will talk more about muscles in a later episode of this podcast, eight-part podcast series. We'll also talk more about the fabulous Fox Water Trail, but um, they were the Kane County folks were super excited about about this presentation at yesterday's summit. Um, are there any highlights you want to share from that?
2: Yes, one of the amazing things is that Kane County, and first, you know, I like to give kudos to Karen Miller at Kane County Development Department. There, she has been uh, co-chair from Illinois. For the fabulous Fox Water Trail, and I am co-chair in Wisconsin on that effort, and we've been working together on that. There's so many things that blended together, but I think it was somewhere around 2018 or 2019 that was another essentially project idea that developed from the summit. We had a federal talk about water trail at, at the summit, and and the idea crystallized at that point. You know, maybe we should pursue a national water trail here on the fox and so that developed into fabulous fox water trail but you can hear more about that from karen but what was really neat is that they've gone all in king county has really invested we had a great snippet of thanks and welcome from uh, madam chair corn Peorg from king county board and they've invested over a million dollars in trying to promote the trail system and they had hired this marketing firm kim gilmore from GMCI Creative Inc. had came and, and she, she kind of summarized all the other different things that they've been doing to, to market the trail system and at least what they've created and established, you know, that will be available as templates for the rest of the watershed. So it was really exciting. And again, that too can be caught as soon as we get those presentations out to you. Anyone could, could take a look at those and see all the, all the wonderful things that they're developing as part of that. And that's a really good example of, you know, one county developing these tools that other folks throughout the entire watershed could take advantage of and use. So the trail is such a great communication from upstream to downstream, you know, because we're all dependent on each other for this wonderful resource and nothing bridges that like a river, you know? Um, And so from a recreational standpoint, it's been fun. It's been very, you know, I'm a scientist. I'm not a recreation expert. I mean, I, I love to go fishing, don't get me wrong, uh, that's my passion, and I love kayaking, I love kayak fishing, but I'm a biologist, and so this recreational stuff was, you know, a little outside of my focus area, so I've learned a lot too, and and I've met a lot of different groups that I wouldn't have, that's been very rewarding and fun for me too. So
1: Okay, great, so there was a lot of discussion at the summit around, like, snakes and amphibians and salamanders and frogs and fish. I saw lots of fish pictures and mussels, tons and tons and tons of mussel discussion. There was recreational conversation um, specifically around turning the river into like this water trail and trying to get federal recognition and support and technical assistance um, that we'll hear more from Karen and King County in a few episodes about. Oh, uh, of, of course, there's like conservation and you know gary swick and the friends of the fox river talking about you know river cleanup and um, mitigation efforts as you look back over like the last 11 years of organizing and hosting the fox river summit what accomplishments and progress have come from these efforts you've already kind of woven that answer into you know the last few minutes Um, but is there maybe one thing that you're most proud of of something that coming out of these you know out out of these summit you know efforts over the last few years
2: yes i i think there's there's several things that come to mind. And I think the, just the fact that it's continuing on uh, and it hasn't died, I can't make anyone come as much as <laughs> oh, I you right. know, do my best to try and promote it. But really it's this core group from both states that continue to support the quality and content and commitment to this water body. And I think that's what's most rewarding to me. And, you know, sometimes I get, when you're organizing an event, it can get challenging and, you know, it can be frustrating, you know, even despite all the help and effort. And, you know, sometimes you're like, ah, is this really worth it. But again, I had a lot of people at, at the end of the summit yesterday thanking me and thanking us and both online and uh, in person about what a great day it was. That to me is the most rewarding because sometimes I get too mired into, into the mechanics, the speakers on time, is everyone here, you know, and, and did they make it? And, uh, what's coming up next and the speaker's going over too far, you know, so where's the caterer? We need more <laughs> coffee.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So this, you know, the one biggest thing you're proud of is that this thing has, you know, like some organizational legs and that it continues to grow and bring people of diverse experiences and interests together, I guess is kind of what I'm hearing you say.
2: Yeah. And and I and I also think too, what's been neat is that, become more than a one-year experience, and, and certain things have grown on their own. It, although it's a the big year event, there's this muscle study that's kind of taken a life of its own, and, and the water trail taken a life of its own. The other thing that has uh, developed the, this whole concept of soil health, and we make sure we had Jim Studi from the Watershed Protection Committee of Racine County talk about what he called the, the sticks and many sticks and carrots, and many little hammers of uh, cover crop implementation, you know, here in, in Wisconsin. But I know there are partners and friends in Illinois are very concerned uh, and excited about this concept of soil health down uh, in Illinois and been growing and really growing in Racine County. There's a new farmers led group in Kenosha County. And uh, hopefully, maybe that will expand into Walworth, which is all you know part of the watershed. But there's there's also farmer led groups in our sister watershed, like you know, column Walk River Basin. Uh, the momentum of that continues to grow, and that is one of the things which is so great. That's the the southeastern Wisconsin Fox River Commission. Basically, I wouldn't say they demanded; that. they strongly want that part of the program, and so we we keep that in there. And we got great support from the farmers and I've never been part of and organized anything really public, you know, a uh, conference like this and ever had such a great attendance of these from farmers. And, and so it just, that kind of blows my mind to have the farmers in the room, you know, to be able to talk about excitedly what they're doing and that they care too about the watershed and what they're doing on their farm to improve water quality. And that is very rewarding to me. That just really, for me makes it all worth it, you know, cause we're, it's easy to, to talk about people aren't in the room, you know, mm-hmm. and farmers are always taking a bad rap, you know, they don't care. What well, they care? They just throwing their soil right in the river, you know, right? They just care about prices, you know, but that's not, that's not true. Not you true. Know? I mean, okay. And so they're part of the challenge and we're, you know, people. We're part of the solution. So that's been extremely rewarding to me.
1: So I appreciate your time today, but unfortunately I need to start wrapping things up here. But before I sign off, is there anything else you want to add about the summit or about other upcoming um, events or activities or anything the organizations with which you're affiliated with might be doing?
2: Well, I would like to make a plug for Gary's challenge in terms of it's our Fox River Water Day. So if there are any entities in the watershed, I strongly suggest that, you know, we log into that and, and I know that Gary talked about that before, but we we're trying to get we have goals, we're trying to get as many entities for that day in and throughout the watershed and also no matter who you are, mark down uh, Thursday, march fourteenth, twenty twenty four, which will be next year's summit. And we are always looking for speakers and uh learning opportunities and so i hope that y'all can attend next year's summit we're looking forward to that
1: you can count on me attending and you know as we get closer to that particular date um, please send us some links we'd love to help promote the summit in 2024 and on that note let's bring today's episode to a close um again a special thanks to Tom Slosky for joining me today and stay tuned for next month's coverage of the Elgin Sustainability Commission and the next installment of the Fox River Story where we plan on talking in more depth about habitat throughout the Fox River watershed. If you're a fan of freshwater mussels and fish and birds and wildlife, then you won't want to miss that episode, which we plan on dropping in late April. And as we always say at the end of every podcast, we encourage you to our loyal listening audience, to please please find ways every single day to get involved, be engaged, and always keep watch.
0: Thank you for listening to the Elgin Watchman Podcast. If you want more information about what you just heard on this episode, visit our website, elginwatchman.com. The Elgin Sustainability Commission meets the second Tuesday of every month. Check out our website for meeting details. Do you have an idea for a future podcast? We want to hear it. Drop us a line at info at elginwatchman.com. Thanks for listening.